The thing is that making a difference in the world can be complicated, messy, unpredictable and complex. But finding solutions, seeing the difference you make, watching change happen, is rewarding, important and essential work, however you choose to do it. And what's more, this planet and its people need you. It needs us. It needs women everywhere to rise up and take a stand, to say enough is enough, that we're tired of the mess things in, and that we can work collaboratively, positively, to tackle big challenges like inequality, environmental devastation, conflict, and poverty. That we will work for change in healthy, wise, and dynamic ways. This is our time. And if you're trying to make change happen, we're talking to you in this podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Change Making Women. And this evening on the show, we have um, Eva Bagulma, who's a business development manager these days at the Uganda Women Entrepreneurs Association Limited. But Eva and I go back um, to a time when we worked very closely together about maybe about a decade ago or so uh, and so we are friends she's from Uganda and uh, right now we're talking to her well where are you Eva tell us I'm in Geneva <laughs> Switzerland okay so we're talking to her in Geneva tonight um so we we've been looking forward to having you on the show and um we thought we'd give you a chance to just introduce yourself tell us about you and who you are now Eva thank you for that lovely intro Marianne uh, it's a pleasure to be here you know I'm Eva Baguma from Uganda and I work as a business development manager at the with Uganda Women Entrepreneurs Association which is a member-based organization that seeks to empower women entrepreneurs to help them create wealth and we do this through capacity building networking and advocacy um, we want to advocate for an enabling environment for women to do business, not just in Uganda, but across Africa. So how, tell us a bit about how you got there, Eva, though, because you haven't always done that job. And I, in fact, it's quite a new job, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, I, I've been, you know, kind of going around trying to find myself. It's been a lifelong journey of trying new things and mm trying to figure out what it is I want to do in with my life, what my purpose is. You know, I've, I'm passionate about a lot of things. I don't know if it's because I'm a Sagittarian, so we naturally quickly get bored with things, but <laughs> <laughs> I find that I want to learn as much as possible, try different things, figure out mm. how to do things. So I, I, I don't want to just be stuck in a box and, you know, just stuck doing one particular thing. So... Mm. My career kind of evolved um, like that. I started out with uh, working in, in the tourism industry for mm -hmm. about five years. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't getting much fulfillment from that. So I started, you know, volunteering with the Uganda Society for Disabled Children where we met. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got, you know, I don't know if it was a development bug that bit me or what, but I just felt really good, you know, doing something to, you know, to help other people change their lives and impact them in a way that is, you know, uh, so, so motivating. So I, I, I stayed in that um, for over seven years, mm. but I got to a point where I felt that my, I wasn't, I wasn't giving enough because maybe my capabilities were just not up to standard or, I just wasn't um, in a place where I could 
do anything more than what I was already doing. Mm. So I felt that I needed to accredit my education so that I'm actually doing this as a profession that I actually have a qualification in mm-hmm. and actually go back to school and learn about development and what it means and what impact I want to have and what impact I want my work to have and what impact I want my career to have. So I, um, I got a scholarship to do a master's in sustainable development in Washington, D.C. Mm. That turned out really great. I had lots of opportunities for learning, leadership, project management, all kinds of skills that I really felt were really exciting and really important to have yeah. in this kind in this line of work. So, you know, it really helped to get my career, you know, you know, in in perspective for me, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I came home, I knew that, you know, by the time by the time I got through grad school, I knew that, you know, um, much as I'd been working with children and women, I really wanted to focus on the naturals, the people who give life, the people who uh, take care of our communities, the people who build our nation. Mm. You know, I really wanted to work with women. So when I came back, um, it was really a good opportunity to get uh, this position with the, the women entrepreneurs because I've met the most amazing women. They're doing the most amazing things in the community. They're trying their best. They're giving their all, and it's such an inspiration. You mentioned uh, you mentioned something saying that you help these women create wealth. Please just a bit, just explain that part a bit. So I've always been, you know, in, in, in my career path, I've worked with organizations like Ashoka, where, you know, innovation for public is the biggest focus for them. They want to help to generate ideas that create impact from the grassroots up as opposed to people sitting up in the big offices in Washington and then trying to design innovations or uh, or uh, create that are going to help somebody at the grassroots that just doesn't connect there's no connection at all yeah Yeah. Um, so for me it's really about helping them to harness their passion their skills and equipping them with knowledge so that they can become more effective business owners. Uh, and this includes idea generation, helping them to identify where they can get resources to invest in their businesses, who they can partner with, but also doing business for good so that it's socially responsible and not just about making money. What has inspired you to make a difference? I don't know. I think since I was really young, I've always gotten a lot of pleasure out of making people happy, taking care of others, and just doing for other people in general. And it's kind of become my philosophy, the philosophy to just to just do that, you know. The purpose of my life is not really about, you know, achieving monetary physical things. It's really just for to be happy. It's just to kind of be um, productive and useful and helping others to make a difference not only in their lives but in the lives of others around them for me it's um, I mean that's what keeps me going I'm, I'm not in it for the money or that I mean uh, that the, the money is nice and the travel and all of that is good and great but you know at the end of the day I want to I want to feel like I've made a difference in somebody's life yeah you know, going through my own life and ticking all the boxes of what it is I want to achieve, you know? 
yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And what is it that you wish you'd known when you started out? Is there anything that you wish you'd known when you started, say, volunteering with USTC all those years ago? (laughs) All I wish I'd known, my heart would get ripped out so many times. It was uh, quite emotionally draining. But um, I also felt inadequate a lot of the times. And I wish I had spent more time, like, specializing in something or, like, you know, having a particular skill that I could actually measure and say, okay, I'm a, a good fundraiser and this is how much money I have raised. I mean, I, 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 I had the record and all that, but I just didn't feel like it was enough, you know? It was, it was just one of those things. And, and that's why, you know, I, I really needed to get to um, accreditation. I just didn't feel like I was doing enough at the time. Mm-hmm. So, do you feel now that you've done the um, the course that 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 sense of feeling inadequate is has dissipated or does it? Does it it's know? actually gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait. Um, when I went through the program, I was like, okay, that wasn't so hard, but uh, is this the real deal? You know, is this really? I mean, I thought it would be harder than it is, and it would really push me and test me beyond. I mean, it kind of did, but I still feel like, okay, that, I don't know. It just wasn't enough. So yeah. I, I need more. I, I like to, I, I think I frustrate myself in that sense, but I, I think I want to push myself even further and learn so, more and do more. So you mean you want to push yourself in terms of your learning or in terms of what, of what you are working on? I'm interested. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the both the learning and what I'm working on because I I know that there is something I'm supposed to do with my life. And yeah, I haven't figured out what it is yet, but I know that it's coming, and I don't want to miss it when it does come. I want to, <laughs> to realize it, so I'm focusing on like getting myself ready for that big, you know, thing. Yeah. So it's so, so what you're doing now is like is like part of the getting ready process, right? In your yeah, mind. Yeah, it's like practicing for the circus, you know, when you're with the <laughs> <laughs> or the Olympics. Something, yeah. Yeah, that's, so for that's what it feels like. Yeah, so um, for a person listening to to this podcast and probably that you know they're going through the same phase that mm, you're going yeah. through, the phase of trying to find themselves trying to figure out what is it, you know, they want to do in life or rather what's their purpose. Yeah. And sometimes you see like 20 year olds who have figured it all out and you're like, I'm 38. When the hell is it going to happen? You know, (laughs) we're kind of waiting, but I know that it's coming. (laughs) So going through this process, what, what do you tell a person like this? Cause probably Mm. they, you know, they, they don't know even, they don't even know because at least you have a plan you know that your purpose is out there you just need to somehow touch it and you know (laughs) so it's uh, (laughs) it's tangible so maybe um do you think you can share your your secret of keeping yourself sane while you wait for (laughs) i think for me it's always been not to have a plan and just kind of let life happen i mean i've just never been good at planning things and I realized that when I do, they never work out. So I just kind of go with the flow now mm-hmm. and, uh, and hope that the world will kind of <laughs> give me back what it is that I want without me actually planning <laughs> and wishing for it so hard. <laughs> it's Something very like, bad advice. 
<laughs> not necessarily. But you could you could make me like, yeah on my toes. Like I just never know what's gonna come out, and what I put out there is like you know just let whatever is meant to happen happen. And it, you know, my job is to show up. That's that's all. Just get up every day and show up. Because if you don't show up, then you know you're screwed. <laughs> Even before you start, you know. Eva, along this journey of, of showing mm. up, even though you don't know where you're going, which, by the way, maybe none of us really know where we're going. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but um, on this journey of showing up anyway, mm-hmm. what, tell us about what, you, what things you, some things you've achieved on the way or your, or your greatest achievement maybe on the way. I don't know. How does that question land for you? <laughs> I think, I, I don't think, I, like I said before, I don't think my achievement has come yet. I think I've, I've honestly uh, made some milestones or met some milestones that were going to help me and prepare me for that big achievement mm. and turn me into an achiever. But I'm constantly striving to improve myself so that I'm ready for this big achievement, whatever it is. Um, but, I mean, where I'm from, even just... Being alive up to now is a huge achievement on its own, you know? Yeah, yeah. I could have, you know, I can't even begin to say how many different things could have possibly happened to me from the time I was born until now. Yeah. But somehow I'm still, I'm still strong, I'm still proud, I'm still, you know, just running through life and making the most of it really and uh, you talk about where you're from um you said yeah. you, you just said uganda on in the intro do you want to tell us just a little bit more about where you're actually from i'm from uganda kampala born and raised i uh, yeah. lived there all my life mm-hmm. um, from a family of six mom and dad are still with us thankfully yeah. um i have you know very supportive siblings yeah, you know, I've had the opportunity to travel the world, which has been awesome. But I think it's my—I don't know if it's my curiosity or just passion for anything life, you know—that has uh, just enabled me to just be here, really. Mm. Um, and when you I've when you good care of myself, yeah, physically, when... emotionally, and mentally, and that's always a good thing. Mm, absolutely. When you said um, where you're from, being alive up to now is a big achievement. Were you, yeah. You were just, you were thinking about... Um, All those statistics you yeah. read in the World Health Program. Right, right of course. <laughs> Report. Yeah, I thought, yeah. I can't quote any right now, but they're, they're not good. They don't look good. <laughs> no. Compared no, to other parts right. of the world. And so this is quite interesting for, especially you being working on the, you know, an NGO. Um, you know, a lot of the young, up-and-coming, you know, women who aspire to, you mm. know, work, perhaps work in, in, in that field. Yeah. Um, what is the one thing that you will tell them? Because they aspire and they feel like, you know, there's all this traveling, you know, there's all of mm. this. It looks it kind glamorous, of looks really glamorous from, the, you know, <laughs> from outside. But then there's yeah. real work that goes into it. That's what is the true. one thing that, you know, you would want to tell them for anyone who's aspiring to do such work? You know, with young women, we have a tendency to, we don't believe in ourselves as much as we should, you know? We're always second-guessing ourselves and doubting ourselves and what we're capable of, you know? 
So I'm always, you know, encouraging people, like, if you can dream it, you can do it, you know, just give it your all. If you fail, you're going to learn from that experience. And if you don't fail, then that is not a good thing because um, you're just, you're going to set, you're going to set yourself up for a huge crush in the end. So people shouldn't get discouraged by failure because that is where you get your inspiration. That's where you get your motivation. That's where you get your drive to go even further than our mothers went and our grandmothers ever went. So I always say, you know, just be passionate about what you're doing. Enjoy what you're doing and just give it your whole 100% every time. Absolutely. And in the work that you're doing, so how, um, how do you position um, women now? This is now your field, your work, mm. your day-to-day dealings with these women. Um, how does the organization sort of, you know, give them that, extend that hand to them? Yeah, we've been doing a lot of capacity building. You know, we get lots of opportunities for trainings from different corporate organizations, banks, uh, startup companies that are designing apps that can help women to maybe manage their finances. Um, You know, sort of like trying to bring them out and teach them and train them and build the capacity so they can do and run uh, effectively run their businesses. So we're, you know, we're partnering with um, International Trade uh, International Trade Center. They're doing um, training for us on import and export, um, getting women export ready. Uh, we're working with the uh, Uganda Registration Services Bureau to help women get their businesses registered. We're working with the National Bureau of Standards to help uh, women get uh, their products certified. We're working with banks about contract financing. And, you know, all kinds of little uh, trainings and learning opportunities and knowledge and exposure that we can get to really help these women get on the platform if it's uh, local, regional and international. And they're really, really, um, they're really making huge strides in that, in that um, area. So any challenges um, in your field now you come across? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like I said, I mean, as women, we, we just have that, um, you know, that there's, we're, we're, you know, I might come off, as, I've come off as the most confident person you've met, but sometimes I, I also have my moments where I, I second guess myself and, you know, I think I'm not good enough or what I'm doing is just not going to work. So it can be limiting, you know, me- me- mentally and emotionally. So. Absolutely. I try not to dwell so much in that little part of the brain. I try to (laughs) spend as much time in the happy place and just, you know, get inspired by other women, you know, see what they're doing, read up on what they're doing, how they uh, overcame whatever diversities to get to where they are. And, you know, there's so much information now than there used to be when we were growing up, you know. So there's always, it's always somewhere you can find inspiration and I think Jijaze is something that for me is a place where you can always go to do that you know just kind of fill your your spirit with you know some energy that comes out of people's reality and their stories and what they've been able to achieve Mm-hmm. so this happy place how do you relax yourself you're not working <laughs> oh my god you're not, um, you're not studying that's not a conversation for here but yeah <laughs> i like to read 
I like to travel. Um, one of these days, I don't know. Um, I need to come to. Uh, you know, I I I I I have this goal. I want to see the whole of Africa before anything happens to me. You know. So I'm dreaming and planning vacations that I probably never take, but it's it's very relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> when you say the whole of Africa, like each country, is that your, yeah. yeah, okay. If I can help it, yeah. And how many have you been to so far? Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Kenya and uh, Tanzania, and that's it. Okay. Yeah. Work to do. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. I have a lot of work to do. That's yeah, funny. yeah. You have like forty, what, forty-nine countries. <laughs> Maybe I'll meet more women on Jijazi, and we can plan this little come live in my house. You know those exchange yeah. holiday things. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, actually. it would. It would. It'd be great. Well, there's an idea for <laughs> for me <laughs> a business. Anyway, that would be nice. Maybe it's your purpose. <laughs> Maybe it is. You see, that's the thing. They just keep pooping out and you don't even know if it's the one or, yeah, the world is not ready for it. Yeah, know. you have to start paying attention to all those I know. things you say. One I of them know. Is. I need to do that. <laughs> Meditation is very important. I need to learn to tap into my inner voice and I don't know, all of those. You need to find your zen. I do. In my experience, Eva, yeah. it's, a, it's a combination of listening and then deciding. I don't know what you think, the other. It is actually a combination of listening and deciding because there could be a lot of things. You just need to pick one that you feel you can sustain it long enough without yeah. getting bored midway oh just one last question i guess that's the one that's remaining so what have been some of the lessons you've learned along the way since you started until now biggest lessons um i think one is about just people generally remember the way you make them feel you know rather than you know, the words you spoke or the act that you did. It's just, you know, people remember these things. And um, another thing has always, uh, my, one of my biggest lessons is, you know, the secret to some of my success has been that, you know, having made really good, uh, genuine friends who are also passionate about what I'm doing or passionate about life. And that has really helped to help me help me make few steps ahead in life you know when i think about marianne and you know how we've remained we we work together and we remain friend and she's somebody that i always can count on to give me um or uh her thoughts on an idea i might have or something that i want to do um i can call on her if i need a recommendation or reference or anything just kind of like bounce ideas off of her and she will you know, give me back um, genuine concrete feedback that I can actually apply. So just surrounding yourself with people, genuine friends or people who are passionate about the same things as you is, is really, a, it's always been a huge lesson for me and now it's something that I value very much and um, I'm constantly, you know, looking to meet good people like that. And I think Jazz is really important for that 
power of networking and mentorship because mm. it's really difficult for yeah. women ourselves to succeed in life if we yeah. surround ourselves with um, other people that really feel the same way we do. Mm. Oh, Ava. It's very kind to say those things. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you something else. I want to ask you to tell us what you're doing in Geneva. Because you're in Geneva for a reason. I'm in Geneva for a reason because another woman asked me to help her uh, navigate this uh, wonderful city that has always been on my hit list <laughs> of places to go. Her name is uh, Florence Ndajiri, and she has gotten an internship with uh, at the UN. Mm -hmm. uh, she'll be uh, working under the UN Special Rapporteur on Rights of Persons with Disabilities for the next two months. Mm -hmm. And I am pretty much helping her get around. She's visually impaired, so she can travel on her own. Mm -hmm. She can't live on her own. So my job is to ensure that she's comfortable and getting to all of her appointments and meetings and that she really makes the most of this opportunity. And you've brought your work on your laptop. And I brought my work with me so that I have yeah. some. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, 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 well, she asked me this about a year ago and I said yes. And we put in the paperwork and I didn't think they would pick me, but they did. And I said, well, um, all that travel experience has paid off. <laughs> brilliant brilliant well i really hope that you both have a brilliant time there i've actually never been to geneva so um <laughs> i'm trying to get her off the couch we're going to start walking every evening to two bus stops and then two but we get off two bus stops early okay so you, oh. so you take a look around good please note that we didn't carry any winter clothes so we're kind of freezing oh. Oh. but spring is coming home. Spring yeah. is coming, right? Be around the corner. Spring is coming. No, I know it is, but you know, for us it's cold because we're we're coming from like thirty degree weather. Proper, oh, proper yeah. warm. <laughs> yeah, but it's really nice. I'm actually not so. It's not so cold uh, as cold as I thought it would be, but it's really nice. I guess we've come to the end of our podcast for already. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. Well, the next one we should have over wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and our theme tune over and over was written and performed by Eleanor Brown, who you can find at eleanorbrownmusic.com. <laughs>